the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. As we head into Hour 3, you guys are going to like this uh, group of folks uh, out in Washington that have rolled up their sleeves to actually do something about something, uh, discovered a problem and figured out a solution you can all um, you can all use. It is a delight to welcome to the show, I believe for the first time, if I'm not mistaken, Paul Fitzpatrick. He is the president of the 1792 Exchange, 1792exchange.com is their website, the number 1792, the word exchange, E-X-C-H-A-N-G-E.com. Paul, welcome to the Airwaves of Phoenix. Well, thank you, Seth. It's my honor to be on with you. Tell the audience, I do this with first-time uh, first guests all the time, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. We'll get to the 1792 Project in, 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 in a matter of course, but give a little autobiography, who you are, how you came to be doing what you're doing. Sure, sure. Most importantly, married with four kids and a, and a married child and a, new, and a grandbaby on the way. So that's the most important that's thing. That's so but cool. I, I, guess, I guess my background is really three different buckets. I worked for, for about three years in corporate America out of college. Uh, I've worked for over two decades in the nonprofit space. Uh, and then I worked for almost six years on Capitol Hill. I was the chief of staff up there and uh, in the House and a chief in the Senate uh, for some fantastic members. And uh, now I'm, I'm running this organization. It was started by a former corporate executive who saw how his corporation was politicized, and the left kind of took it over and harnessed it. And so uh, we're working in that space. So I'm, I've been uh, building this organization for about a year and a half. Yeah, I want to hear about it, uh, but uh, not, 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 with, not without letting you uh, be called to task on just passing right over study abroad in England. Don't want to tell the audience well, anything about that? Well, you know, I, I actually went abroad expecting to do a lot of studying, and I met this guy in my program named <laughs> Seth Leibson, who was a very bad influence on me. And so uh, I will spare the audience some of the stories of us uh, running around and maybe cli- climbing on the lions. Oh, yes, climbing on the, the Trafalgar Square lions. And didn't we invent a game, too, stair diving or something like that? There were things like that, and thankfully there were no, not too many bumps and bruises. Before, but yeah, we had before, a great time. Before and, social media and closed circuit televisions. Correct, correct. But it was a, it was a fantastic time to get to know you and, and maybe study a little bit of political. Hell, just a little. So we've known each other some 30 years. 1792 Exchange. All right, let's, uh, let's get to it, your organization. Uh, first, uh, the name is, is, is itself interesting, and the mission. Yeah, start with the name and the mission, and then we'll get to what you unveiled today, which is interesting in its own right. Well, the first coming together in, in the Americas to form what became the New York Stock Exchange started in 1792. It was called the Buttonwood Exchange. You say, why did they do that? Well, in essence, traders got together. There were securities being traded, but there was, there was cheating going on. There was lack of trust and lack of transparency. So in essence, the shareholders were not being valued. Well, it's a, you fast forward to today. 
And we have folks on the left have actually politicized corporations. You know, they've, they've captured institutions. And the last institution that they captured, and they have truly captured them now, is, is big corporations. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the, a handful of families came together and, and said, we need to do something about this. So that's what the name harkens back to. We're not about advising on stocks and bonds and, and investments at all. But this is about protecting freedom and helping corporations return back towards neutral to to focus on their number one, their fiduciary duty, right? You're a lawyer, returning shareholder value, not other solutions or, excuse me, other objectives such as under an ESG banner or other social agendas. Um, And so that's what we do. We're protecting freedom by pointing corporations back to their main job, but also delivering resources to small businesses and nonprofits to help them equip themselves. And getting the woke out of, of places that just don't have a business engaging in it. I, I, is, that, is, that, is that too crude of a way to put it, Paul? Oh, 100 percent. No, okay. you are absolutely okay. right. This, okay. the, woke, the woke agenda has, is what has crept into corporations and been forced upon corporations. Just, and that's clear. Some corporations embrace it. Some corporations have it forced upon them. Some, frankly, are uh, just opportunistic and see it as a way to make money. Yeah, we often go through the litany here of how how tough it is to just have common sense, never mind conservative, but just common sense uh, lifestyle in America when you think about everything the culture pushes uh, upon us from, of course, uh, the elementary and secondary and higher education uh, precincts, of course, from entertainment, Hollywood, of course, from news media. And what a lot of us were astounded to find out over the last couple, three, four, five years was professional athletic associations who thought the NFL would be soft America, uh, but also major corporations. Many of us grew up where the left thought the cor- corporate America was bad, was a bad deal, was a bad thing. They didn't like corporate America. Now corporate America is um, not only the ally, but probably the handmaiden of some of the most left-wing causes in the country, whether it's M&M's yesterday or you name it, Nike, you name it, right? Oh, absolutely. It, it is what doesn't make sense, and we believe it is a breach of their fiduciary duty mm-hmm. of corporations using their brand, their money, and their leverage to embrace ideas that divide their employees, that alienate roughly half the country given the issue. And really the question is, why are they doing that? And alluded to it, there are some who are are opportunistic. Your your audience probably has talked about this whole concept of ESG. Oh, yeah. Environmental, yep, environmental, social, and governance principles. And there are, and some some would call some steps greenwashing, that that some consumers and customers uh, are willing to pay more uh, for maybe a lesser product because they feel like they're helping the environment. No, let me stop and say, we all need to steward the environment. Sure. No one wants a corporation to pollute. No one wants a corporation to mistreat any employees. We need to treat everybody with respect. But what happens and has happened is once corporations embrace ideologically divisive positions and political positions, they are going to, by definition, alienate some customers and open themselves up to being leveraged by political actors to advance ideology. 
And what does that do for a public company? Bottom line, you're stealing from your shareholders because that actually hurts your your bottom line. Obviously, private companies can do that, although they're that's not wise. <laughs> um, just from your, your trying to have a successful business. But you're right. You see it in very small things. Um, and we see obviously M and M's uh, taking a big hit. Yeah. But yeah. one of the better one of the better examples is the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, what what they have done makes absolutely no sense on a lot of fronts and a lot of policy issues. Speaking out on a parental rights bill that said, "Don't tell kindergartners, teach them about gender." Um, I mean, yeah. that is. That's, yeah, can we keep sex? Can we see, keep sex out of kindergarten and not make that a big deal? No, evidently, if exactly. you're the Disney company, exactly. which point in and of itself, we're talking to Paul Fitzpatrick, president of the 1792 Exchange. Um, we'll, we're going to get more into this in a moment, but it's it, it's an interesting thing in and of itself, Paul, that these companies are doing things in the names of their founders that they probably would not recognize. This is an old thing called the John O'Sullivan rule. John O'Sullivan, you may be familiar, was a British journalist. He was the head of National Review for a while. And the John O'Sullivan rule, uh, it, it's not what you're doing, but it's an adjunct to the thought of what happens to companies like, I suppose, Disney when they lose their main focus. Any organization or enterprise that is not uh, conservative expressly, so will become left-wing over time. Now, we're not saying companies need to be conservative or left-wing. We're actually asking them to be just neutral, value neutral. Let's not get involved in attacking Republican governors. Let's not get involved in attacking Democratic governors. Let's not get involved in censoring employees. And let's not get involved in canceling our customers because we don't like their politics. This can happen with banks. Gosh, we know examples of this. can happen with truckers, right? Banks can just unilaterally decide not to carry you as a customer anymore because they don't like your politics, right? This is what we're talking about. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I mean, I've got list upon list of, of corporations that have canceled good-paying customers. I mean, it, interesting that the left really started going after the, the gun industry, but also private prisons, the Core Civic and the, the GEO, GEO Group yep. lost their banking relationships. These are big, big multibillion-dollar organizations. Just recently, Sam Brownback, his new nonprofit, had their account closed by J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase's, you know, WePay, pulled out an event just days before because they learned that, God forbid, Donald Trump Jr. was speaking. No kidding. I mean, this is yeah. ridiculous. All right, um, let me let me take and, a quick commercial break here. Um, let me take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back and talk about what people can do um, through the 1792 exchange and this new project you're unveiling. Uh, today, uh, the corporate bias ratings, uh, part of your spotlight report. I'm Seth Liebson. He's Paul Fitzpatrick. Again, 1792exchange.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Paul Fitzpatrick is our guest. He is the president of the 1792 Exchange, 1792exchange.com. <clears throat> which is a fantastic website. They're unveiling today a uh, a new project uh, as part of their Spotlight Report, Corporate Bias Ratings. Uh, you can look at uh, and rate various corporations and see also various corporations and how they treat, um, shall we say, uh, political neutrality, uh, which is what you and I up until maybe a few years ago thought every corporation should be in the business of. But unfortunately... Uh, 
are not is not. Uh, so, Paul, yeah, tell us about uh, tell us about the specific uh, program, this uh, corporate bias ratings that you uh, you guys set up today. Yeah, thanks, Seth. So, this is an exciting launch today of what we're calling our Spotlight Report. We're sh- we're shining a spotlight, putting daylight on corporate behavior, which importantly is we want to do both have some disinfectant uh, qualities on bad behavior, but we also want to highlight good behavior. Uh, so, so yes, we do tend to focus on the negative, but there are many, many corporations who are just wanting to deliver good products and services and take care of their communities and, and obviously return shareholder value. So what, what we did is we said folks who are running businesses, who are running nonprofits, or whether you're just you know, at your kitchen table making decisions of how do you run your family, they need a tool to quickly be able to evaluate the risk that they're going to be canceled. We just mm-hmm. alluded to, to folks being canceled. Yep. So our team for a year and a half has been analyzing companies. We've evaluated over 1,000 companies, uh, started with the larger ones, but went to some smaller ones that are critical to organizations and businesses. We're talking and like so, everything right? from 3M to, I mean, Abercrombie and Fit. I mean, it just big companies, right? Yes, big companies. Abbott we, Labs. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And and we also focused a lot on those companies that if they turned off their services, banking, web hosting, insurance, your nonprofit or your business may be shut down right. tomorrow. Right. Um, pay, payment processors, those kinds of things. And so we've evaluated over 1,000 companies, and we rated them as uh, high risk, like, that's mean high likelihood of cancel, cancellation or denial of service for ideological reasons. Mm-hmm. Some may call it viewpoint uh, discrimination uh-huh. or m- medium risk or lower risk because we obviously we're not guaranteeing. So we say lower. Uh, the other thing is we want folks to go into the ratings, go into 1792exchange.com and look at the corporate bias ratings. That's what we call this report, the corporate bias ratings, and look up companies. You can look them up based on the name or, or the industry, or say, I, don't, I only want to look at companies that are green, lower rated, um, lower risk. And you can search, too, right? Found, I mean, you can search specifically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yes. Say, I'm, I'm looking to put my uh, my website on Amazon Web Service. Right. So you put in, put in Amazon. Yep. That's a perfect example if you're running a business or a nonprofit mm-hmm. uh, or just you know, running your family. And so what we evaluated them on, of course, have they ever canceled a customer or denied service, and and what we what we we've done is just good old fashioned Google searching. There's nothing scientific about that. We're looking for publicly available, verifiable actions, and you'll see the footnotes in there. If we say they did something, we're going to have the footnote and the link. Uh, and we we look to update these as, as with breaking news, but also every quarter we'll update the rating. So the question is, did they cancel someone? Two, do they protect their employees' viewpoint? Also, are they leveraging their brand or their funds for ideological purposes oh, or their political yeah, giving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so that, that gets back to, to you know, how are they giving? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so we come up with an overall score. And interestingly, about 12% of the companies came out high risk. Uh, 31% came out medium risk and about 58% lower risk. Now, mm-hmm. One thing I do want to point out, a medium-risk company, for for me, may not be that significant. But based on why they're rated yeah. medium, maybe more 
important or more significant or higher risk for you. So we don't want people to make decisions based on just the color. So you got to look at the details. And I will say, this is not intended to say that products or services or prices are better or worse. And nor this is this intended to help. Yeah, this is not consumer reports. Yeah. This is not. This is not about no. the product itself. This is about the, poli- no. the politics of the product. Exactly. Exactly. And and so it's just one data point. We believe it's a very valuable, helpful data point. But we want folks to to do their own research. You know, I this just as an intellectual matter, if I can just get you to put on that hat for a moment, Paul. I often think about, as I'm sure you do. Um, with my audience every once in a while, the notion of, uh, you know, boycotting a company comes up because of, you know, extreme wokest uh, behavior. Um, And it tends to bear out from what I can see that those kinds of boycotts from our end of the spectrum anyway, conservatives, don't, my sense is they don't tend to be all that effective. But I have toyed with the idea of highlighting companies that deserve extra support, that show a little grit, that show a little stubbornness uh, against the tide of the culture, that are willing to say, uh, yeah, not on our watch, we're not playing this game. And I wonder if maybe that's a more successful effort. I know it's not exactly what you're talking about, but it's kind of adjunct to it, getting our audiences to support companies that stand stand uh, against the uh, tide yelling stop we're not playing this game i wonder if supporting is better in some respects or has more shall we say dividends than than boycotting i just wonder if you've ever seen anything like that or had those thoughts yourself well seth awesome point awesome question that is a really important we are not about boycott this good. is not a boycott tool good you're absolutely right boycotts from our side don't work yeah um but you said one yes Let's let market forces, we truly believe if folks put their money behind companies that are serving everybody with excellence and integrity, what that does is it puts massive pressure on the other companies, mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about public, mm-hmm. public companies. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, you know what, we're losing the market share. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, maybe we should just serve everybody and not be seen as a, mm-hmm. an adjunct of, of the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. So that's, So the question is, how do people use this database? You're absolutely right. What we want them to do is contact their providers. If you're a, you're a small business, a nonprofit, you have a big relationship with a company, call them and say, hey, I really like your products and services. I like your people. Gladys at the local bank. She's awesome. Um, I want to make sure you are not going to cancel me mm-hmm. for ideological reasons because I happen to wear the wrong political mm-hmm. hat or retweet something or make a statement or show up at an event. Um and just ask them, will you stand by your contract? Yeah. And that that is an important way just to tell them. But then also say, call them and thank them and yeah. say, we thank you for yeah. serving everybody and not getting politicized. And so let, and let hosts ways. like me know. I mean, let hosts like me know of these kinds of companies that are doing the right thing so that we can help spread the word that this is a place you want to actively support. We're not into boycotts. They don't work. And. They're questionable in the first place, but actively supporting those that do the right thing, we can we can maybe do a little better there and and give them the market share that those we wished we could boycott or what, wish we wanted to boycott might take notice. Paul, let me take another quick break. If you're good, I'd like uh, to talk to you a little bit more about this uh, with our audience when we come right back. If you have a little more time, that'd be great. Absolutely. S- thanks. Seventeen ninety two. 
exchange.com, 1792exchange.com. Check out their Spotlight Report. Paul Fitzpatrick and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Paul Fitzpatrick is our guest. He is the president of the 1792 Exchange, 1792exchange.com. I'm giving the website out a bunch more than usual. They're not a sponsor or anything. I'm just giving them out because they've got a great tool uh, for you that is uh, going to work in our our culture, our politics, and our corporate culture, uh, which is um, their spotlight report and their corporate bias ratings. Um, trying to get uh, the woke out of corporate America um, and get us back all to, you know, just, you know, 3M selling tape and Disney selling good fare for our children rather than getting involved in all this other stuff that they tend to get involved in, like forcing uh, forcing their own boycotts against states and uh, their own boycotts against governors and politics that they don't like, that they don't like. Also deplatforming, also canceling customers whose politics they don't like. Paul, Paul, how did this how did we get to this point that is so odd uh, in corporate America? I guess, you know, 30 years of an education system, 40 years of an education system that's bent on providing a neo-Marxist or progressive uh, view of things leads to the situation where 25, 30, 40, 45-year-olds are now running these companies and think, uh, just as teachers think schools are for indoctrination, that the corporation and good corporate governance is uh, also supposed to uh, push the progressive agenda, I guess, right? I mean, we used to say... Well, you know, those college kids with their leftism, they'll be fine by the time they graduate and get their first paycheck. That's just not true anymore, right? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, yes, it's education, but the left has been very serious. After the Reagan win in 80, our understanding is they said we have got to figure out how to leverage corporations. Mm -hmm. And then you fast forward, you have corporate social responsibility. You had one strain was Occupy Wall Street, but then... Which, but then in the Obama era, we had the left pivot and corporations who fell under the gun because they had gotten these bailouts. And frankly, both left and right were mad at them mm-hmm. after the, the financial crisis. And they realized, corporations realized they can actually make more money by it, pretending, in some cases, um, that, that they are engaging in these agendas of the left. The interesting part is when you slap ESG on an index fund, for example, you can charge five times as much Uh, on the fee. mm -hmm. So they're making billions of dollars on that. Now, frankly, to be clear, if I choose to buy an ESG index fund with my own money and pay five times the fees, that's up to me. That's Mm -hmm. fine. People Mm -hmm. want to do that. And frankly, billions of dollars have flowed, uh, flowed into those funds. The problem is the dollars that are being leveraged by the asset managers BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, the, they are the biggest actors. That they have the greatest leverage, but they're also working in concert with ISS and Glass-Lewis. Folks can Google that, these proxy advisors. They are putting pressure on CEOs and on boards to engage in environmental, social, and governance principles. Again, especially on the environmental and the social issues, pushing agendas that are divisive, not science-based. And and you say, what are are the outcomes? The outcomes are prices are higher, our energy costs are higher, 
We have less reliable energy. We have social agendas being forced on us by corporations. So, so what you've got is CEOs that, that can be on a spectrum, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some really don't want to do this, but they've mm-hmm. got massive pressure. Yep. And if these asset managers put pressure and they have share, activist shareholders, oh. it's hard because they want to keep their jobs. But then you've also got the opportunistic ones that say, hey, I can, I can actually charge more mm-hmm. by slapping these, either, you know, in essence, greenwashing. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. other is you, you also have at the other end of the spectrum, we have celebrity woke CEOs who really love it. Mm-hmm. This is like a vanity mm-hmm. project, mm-hmm. And what they're, which is fine if they were private company owners. They can do that. The problem is we're talking about mainly p- big public companies mm-hmm. where they're using shareholder dollars. And the final point is we all have to remember it's about stock prices, right? And so roughly 75% of all assets in the U.S. stock market are tied to retirement. So huh. if you are making decisions that are harming your stock prices, you are harming the future retirement security of every American. Paul, so I want to do – this was a short segment. Issue. This was a short segment. I would do one more with you. But you mentioned BlackRock and two others, which is interesting. What were the two others that you mentioned with BlackRock? State Street and Vanguard. So interesting you said that. I just heard Dennis Prager talk about those very three today. Yeah. Let, let, let's pick up on this. So it seems like we're having a unanimity of thought here. Paul Fitzpatrick is our guest, and he is the president of 1792exchange.com. 1792exchange, their website, 1792exchange.com. He and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Paul Fitzpatrick is our guest. He's the president of 1792 Exchange, 1792exchange.com. has a great uh, organization uh, that unveiled a new project today to help get the woke, if you will, the progressivism out of uh, corporate America, the corporate bias ratings in their spotlight report, which is easily uh, negotiable and navigable. I uh, was playing with it uh, earlier in Earlier today, it just uh, debuted today, the Spotlight Report at 1792exchange.com. Paul, um, I guess, you know, we keep learning about these things once in a while when a brave employee says something or when a brave customer uh, gets deplatformed or canceled. I, uh, I think a lot of us, you know, were just simply shocked to see how widespread it was. There's this woman... You may or may not know her story or her work. Jennifer Say, S-E-Y. She was the president of branding at Levi Strauss and uh, in San Francisco. Progressive, yeah. supported all the right people for the progressive movement, I think was an Elizabeth Warren uh, for president supporter. All that, you know, as, as progressive as you could imagine. And all she wanted to do was open the schools uh, during COVID in San Francisco and get some of Levi Strauss. And, and only mention, only talking about it, by the way. Uh, in her own personal and private capacity on Twitter, not even mentioning what her job was. Internally, she was talking to Levi Strauss about maybe getting some money into helping these children that were being abused and mishandled during the COVID closures. And they made life so uncomfortable for her, she had to leave. People are surprised when they hear stories about this because they do tend to think, of corporate America as something out of Mad Men or something out of Bewitched or something like that. It just ain't anymore. It just isn't. Um, and and I, you know, my my, produ- 
<laughs> Let me tell you what a good citizen my producer Bill is. <laughs> You'll like this story, Paul, and then you just take this any way you want, but or anywhere you want. You'll love this. But um, he um, he he uh, he cut the word and the swoosh and the word Nike out of all of the clothing that he had bought that has the swoosh and Nike on it, and refuses uh, <laughs> to buy any Nike products uh, ever again, um, based on you know the Colin Kaepernick stuff, based on the Chinese, uh, based on the billions they make off slave labor. But anyway, not a lot of people are waking up to this stuff, and, and, and you're hanging a real light on it. And take it anywhere you want. Well, sure. I, I, what I'd like to, to talk about, and you're absolutely right, these corporations are happy to work with uh, suppliers and in Xinjiang province where you've got you know, one or two million Uyghurs uh, enslaved. Yep. Um, and, and, and obviously Nike is, is a uh, celebrity woke corporation. Yep. They embrace it. Yep. And so they're... But, but lots of corporations, they don't want to admit it, right. um, at least those kind of, kinds of ties. Um, but I, I think what I want to give your audience a little bit of encouragement. We've, with our corporate bias ratings and that tool, we've encouraged them to arm themselves. But the other thing I do want to encourage you is that we have, over the last year, a year and a half, we have seen some leaders in the states in particular Good. step out and make a difference. Good. State started with state treasurers. Yeah, ours is a great one. Ours, ours, Kim Yee here. Oh, She's yeah. been great on this stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. It, it. I guess the, the first to move was Riley Moore in West Virginia. Uh-huh. He moved a bill, two and a half billion out of BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're now upwards of uh, nine states have moved close to nine billion out of BlackRock, and the treasurers have been pointing out and pushing out, pushing back on efforts by uh, ratings agencies and others to, to cram down uh, ESG policies. And one of the things they've talked about, too, is the pension fund. Uh-huh. In your state, the mm-hmm. public employees, teachers, firemen, government mm-hmm. employees, their pension funds are being handed over to asset managers and financial managers who are making decisions, and they're voting the shares and investing in companies based on their woke ideology, not financial return. Mm-hmm. And so the treasurers helped ring the bell, sound the alarm on that. Second, you should be encouraged, and you've had, had a good one in Arizona as well. Your AG and AGs, attorneys general across the country, have pushed these policies, excuse me, have pushed back on these policies and launched investigations and saying, wait a minute, what you're doing violates your fiduciary duty and some they some of them are saying wait a minute you could be you could be violating antitrust laws yeah by you you financial industry by, for example signing on to the global alliance for net zero and saying we're not going to fund fossil fuel industry mm-hmm. well wait a minute if you have big banks saying we're not going to fund an industry is that by definition antitrust you're a lawyer i'm not but it kind of sounds like it the other what you're what you're starting to see and then i'll stop is you're seeing state legislators all over the country starting this month have started introducing legislation to push back on the woke capitalism on ESG. They're doing it when it comes to the pension funds I talked about to make sure they're not weaponized so that those funds, we don't want them Republican or Democrat funds. We want them invested to get the highest return for the beneficiary. The other area that you're seeing legislation introduced, and it started with a model from Texas that says, you can't, as a state, we're going to say we are not going to do business with a company that is intentionally boycotting industries that we deem critical for our state. So obviously, Texas said we're not going to do 
business as us, the customer, yep. with institutions or banks that are boycotting oil and gas. And you can the, the states can put in whatever they want. Um, they can they can also say we're not going to work with companies that are pushing the abortion agenda or uh, fighting against the firearms industry. So you're seeing these and many other ideas are starting to move in the le- legislatures. And so one, I would encourage your your listeners to come get behind uh, any any sort of efforts like that. Talk about it. Yep. Tell your neighbors about it. Yep. And um, uh, so I would say there should be encouragement and. One final thing. You mentioned uh, we were talking about uh, the asset managers. We have really good news. The big three, Just and again, remind. let me help your audience understand. Think of how big the U.S. economy is. Right. It's roughly $20 trillion. Mm-hmm. Well, if you take BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard and their assets all together, they're, they're down a little bit because the stock market's down, obviously, but their assets under management, all three, are about the same size as the entire U.S. economy. Yeah. So when we say they can pressure a, a CEO to make to do something, they can. They do can it. pressure well, a CEO. Yeah, yes, with that kind of leverage. You yes, yeah. yes, that's, yeah. it's all about leverage. And so, good news is, Vanguard recently, and then we talked about praising good behavior. Vanguard recently pulled out of an as, the Asset Managers Alliance for Net Zero. I think that's the name. I may be mm-hmm. butchering the name, mm-hmm. but the point is. One of these alliances where they're banding together with, interestingly, arm-in-arm with the U.N., and the employees are often uh, – had worked for Michael Bloomberg behind mm-hmm. it, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Other, a whole other episode we could do on that. <laughs> but they actually these – are, these are the folks who are saying we're not going to fund certain industries, and certainly fossil fuel is one of them. Vanguard recently pulled out. Good. We should thank them, yep. and we should – celebrate that and, uh, and and move on Good. to the next and to the others. Encourage the others to make wise choices. Now, obviously, Vanguard's got a long way to go, yeah. but let's reward good behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a first step, and uh, absolutely. Well, this is just great. I, I love lighting a, um, lighting a candle in the darkness rather than cursing it. Um, both are necessary at times, but you guys have lit a real candle here and shedding some real light, and I think it'll change the culture with uh, use and time. So again, folks, 1792exchange.com, 1792exchange.com. Uh, check them out, use them, spread it around, and, uh, and let's fix this country. Paul Fitzpatrick, thank you for your time. Thank you for this effort. Seth, it's been fantastic being with you. Hope to see you soon. You betcha. You betcha. I am Seth Liebson. I'll come back with a final thought in a moment. If you are concerned about stock market volatility and would like an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that is not correlated to the stock market, and let me say, a company you don't have to worry about on their woke and progressive agenda like we were talking about with our guest in the previous segment, check out why. Refi. They have an investment in a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like, with no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. This is a secure collateralized portfolio. It delivers an up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, 10.25% rate. These are great guys. I know them well. As I say, the last thing you'll have to worry about with them is wokeism. But check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the 
letter, it's, I'm sorry, the word invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y dot com, invest, Y, refi dot com, or give them a call at 888-Y-REFI-34, 888-Y-REFI-34, and uh, let them know that uh, I sent you. Um, you won't get a sales pitch. They're based here locally. You can meet with them, talk with them, whatever you like. They leave the sales uh, up to me and Larry Elder. They just like talking about what they do and letting it speak for itself. I'm so glad... Uh, Paul Fitzpatrick is uh, doing this uh, with the 1792 exchange and holding a light uh, to the feet of the fire, a fire to the feet (laughs) of these corporations. Let's not mix uh, biology and metaphors at the same time, holding fire to the feet of these corporations that have a lot of power because they have a lot of money and a lot of say-so and a lot of employees, but uh, they only have a lot of power and a lot of money and a lot of say-so and a lot of employees because they have a lot of customers and a lot of investors. And not every customer and not every investor agrees with them. We can do things about this. Some companies uh, may be too far gone, uh, but others not, especially when they're rated at the medium and low risk rate. Don't let them become high risk. And if they are high risk, don't use them um, because they are putting America at high risk with these policies. Think about, you know, what you know about Ben & Jerry's. Think about what you know about Nike. Those aren't unique stories, and they are in two totally different, divergent areas of business, right? One one makes apparel, and one makes ice cream, and yet they have the same ideology, and they can move mountains. They have tried to move mountains. Ben & Jerry's have (laughs) tried to move mountains not only in this country but in the Middle East. We can put a stop to it. We can put a stop to it, slowly and surely. And if we can't, then we're not going to have a country worth saving. You know, this is a great country. We talked about it a lot yesterday, that phrase, best hope, that Jefferson used and that Henry Clay used and that Abraham Lincoln used, best hope of the world, this country. It's only the best hope of the world if it's a great country itself. And the corporations, they're a big part of this country. Let's save it and save them from themselves, for ourselves and our posterity. Until tomorrow, God bless you all. I am Seth Liebson, and class is dismissed. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 